they don't need to like get your card and go behind the counter, you know, and then just like process your payment, then get bring it back to you for you to sign. That doesn't happen in Brazil. Hi, welcome to another episode of FI Today, the podcast where we talk about all things banks, credit unions, payments, and more. I have an awesome show lined up for you all today. With me, we have Caroline Cipriano, all the way from Brazil, joining us on the podcast. Carolyn, how's it going? I'm good. How about you today, Kevin? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So um, before we jump into all things faster payments, including PIX, which I know is the, the faster payment rail in Brazil, why don't you just give the listeners um, a little bit of background on yourself and um, how you got to, to starting JJ for Tech here in the U.S.? Awesome. Well, so a little bit of JJ for Tech. Um, basically, the other co-founders, they are also the founders of a company in Brazil called JD Consultants. I'll translate to make it easier, but the name of the company is uh, JD Consultores. Então, JD Consultores. That's how you say it in okay, Portuguese. Okay. Um, but so this company is the leading service provider in Brazil for PICS. So basically in Brazil, JD Consultants facilitates the integration between financial institutions and uh, the PICS service. And uh, um, considering all that knowledge and experience in Brazil, um, my partners, they saw the opportunity with the launch of the FedNow service in the US to bring all the tech um, to the U.S. and contribute with uh, this new payments revolution in the U.S., uh, let's say. Um, and uh, basically, at first, like, we ran a gap analysis, right, to compare the software in Brazil and the software in the U.S., and we got to the conclusion that actually both use the same standards. So ISO 20022, and that's how it all started. And where I came from, right? <laughs> where did I come from, place? <laughs> Basically, I used to work for uh, financial market infrastructure in Brazil, uh, basically authorized by the Brazilian Central Bank under the category of colla collateral registry, uh, focused on card receivables. And I know that sounds like pretty complex, <laughs> but... <laughs> Basically, I used to be um, a director in that company and JD um, Consultants used to be a supplier for the group that I used to work for. I and see. So that's how uh, we all like met and, and I ended up being invited to join the team and basically found JJ for Tech in the US. So since it's a complete different company and it's, it's headquartered in the US and focused in the American market, um, I joined to basically start that mission of uh, starting a new company. So that's how it all started. And that's how we ended up here. Nice. <laughs> and, and you mentioned PIX. So for, for those listening, what is PIX? And is it, it's P-I-X, correct? Not P-I-C-K-S, P-I-X. Yes, perfect. So it's PIX. And PIX is basically the instant payment service um, existing in Brazil and uh, operated by the Brazilian Central Bank. So yes, PIX is written P-I-X. And actually, uh, just a curiosity about the word, that's not a word in Portuguese. And it's important to say Portuguese because I know that a lot of people think that people speak Spanish in Brazil, but they don't. Like So 
um, in, and, and actually picks it isn't a word in Portuguese. So it's basically, and it's not even like a, the shortening uh, for another word. Um, it's it's a, basically identity is nothing either. I mean, yeah. like, we made it up. We just literally nothing. Yeah, so I, 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 I get it. <laughs> so Pix was made up by the central bank. So they created this brand um, and it, it was created basically to represent technology. So it was inspired by the word pixels and also the logo for Pix looks like a transaction. Um, mm. So it was basically a concept created for people like easily and effectively and unforgettably <laughs> know that it's the instant payment service in Brazil. Um, and uh, it, it also like so it, it was launched in November 16, 2020. Um, and financial institutions were really involved in the process of creating it, even though it was mandated by the mm. central bank. So that's mm. also mm. an interesting part about PIX. So mm. in general, that's that's what PIX is. <laughs> well, I, PIX, is uh, PIX was born the same day as my daughter on November 16th. I just oh, found wow. that out. So <laughs> I will always remember that now. She was in 2019, yes. but PIX is 2020. But uh, it's a good day. Um, <laughs> and also good with, day. with PIX, so um, if I'm hearing this correctly, the parent company then, or the, not the parent company, the related company for JJ for Tech is JD Consultants, consult, Consultants, right? I probably butchered that, JD Consultants. A little and bit, but okay. <laughs> they, are, they are the main provider of services connecting organizations to the PIX network. Yes, perfect. Well, so, so basically you have tons of experiences connecting organizations to faster payment networks in Brazil. Yep, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and now, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, is that similar to what JJ for Tech is doing then in the US in terms of making it simple for organizations to connect to, you know, in theory, like the FedNow network? Exactly. So what we've noticed also um, in the American market is that um, it's really hard, you know, for small and medium sized financial institutions and they're like, I'm going to add your like credit unions, uh, community banks, mm -hmm. like um, all financial institutions, um, uh, the small and medium sized don't really have a lot of development resources in house. So a lot of banks don't really have, you know, like the devs sitting there and waiting for the new project, you know, if they have devs, it's just to maintain what they already have. But what they mm -hmm. usually do is just outsource everything, even like mm -hmm. the core processing systems, right? Um, so we know that these institutions to basically evolve, innovate and make sure that they're not going to lose new clients, right? They're not going to um, not only lose it real, like new clients, but also lose the ones they have right for competition considering mm. that other banks are implementing new solutions they need help so in the end of the day we are the ones that help those institutions integrate the fed now service mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um there are two layers there right the connection to the fed now service and also basically being able to provide the main features related to um the fed now service right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i mean you just hit it on the head in terms of losing to competition. I mean, we, 
I mean, I, oh, I talked to you about this at a conference earlier. Was it this year? Yeah, earlier this year. Time has just been flying by, but yeah, we talked to, to companies. Ending, 2023. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> crazy. We'll, we'll talk to FIs, and you know they might not be interested in implementing RTP or Fed now. But you know, think about the scenario where, let's say, I'm a um, a gig economy worker, and I want to get paid out at the end of a shift, but I can't do it because my bank or credit union doesn't have it. But if I sign up with an account for, you know, with Wells Fargo or Chase, I can get it. And and maybe as a customer, I only move that one little account over. But next thing I know, I say, hey, the online service, the platform is easier at the other bank. And then loans are, you know, it, it's a it's a it's a way in. And, and really, a lot of these smaller FIs for for me, it's table stakes, but they need to create like a technology, the technologies so that they their customers don't go looking at other providers for that same technology. A lot of it, especially with faster payments, they should really be looking at that right now. Exactly, exactly. Especially when we look at like new generation of consumers, everyone wants to pay like over the phone. Everyone, like you can pay through your Apple Watch, you can pay through your phone, you know. New consumers want that, they want innovation. They want to spend less money on what isn't the essential, right? Payment is just a mean used to reach mm. a final objective. The less time you, you spend on that is will probably also increase your willingness to do it more and more, right? If it's really hard to pay for something, or just sometimes you're just gonna give up, right? If you're trying yeah. to buy for some like try and buy something online and the website keeps on crashing, like yeah, sometimes you're just gonna give up. You know, well, I think you don't want to purchase that's, that. That's so Anyways. funny you brought that up. It's like my <laughs> wife was on a site the other day and she's like what the heck this site they don't take apple pay i'm just screw this i'm just gonna go to amazon yes. it's like yes that's it but actually means of payment they increase conversion and that's why um e-commerces or um yeah. uh, stores they want other means of payment because they want to make sure that the consumer as soon as they're right in front of them they're going to convert so they need to offer oh, yeah. like all the easiest options for them to convert. So in the end of the day, the store wants to have access to um, service providers, right? To, to payment providers that will give them the most options possible. And that's well, when it comes to banking services, right? Oh, you know, and a hundred percent, and this gets lost sometimes on the banks. You think about all these large retailers, the placement of each individual item at the store, whether it's near the cash register, right when you walk in towards the, that's all been you know, really analyzed and the placement is picked out by an expert to maximize revenue at that store. And sometimes I feel like payments is almost overlooked where to your point, by just streamlining the checkout experience, if it can lead to greater conversions, a lot of companies really look at it because they, they know how important it is, but a lot of other smaller organizations might just say, hey, I'll just go with whatever to accept credit card. But but really it's it's vital to increase conversion and, and that leads to, to real revenue. Exactly, exactly. Like that's really a deal breaker, you know, and that's yeah. where banks really keep, they gotta keep their eyes on because if they don't offer those services, their competitor will. And yeah. the earliest you adopt that, the the earlier you are in this competition race, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and for you too, because you've been seeing it now. The Pix Network's been live for a number of years at this point. So, talk talk to me in terms of 
Like what's been, what's going on down there? Is it widely adopted? Is it like super easy to, to use? I know, I think you said the government mandated it. So I'm assuming it's widely adopted now, but, it may, but maybe not like, I guess, yeah. How are things going? Yeah. But so an important, really important part is um, the central bank mandated it for financial institutions to adopt it. Like financial institutions and some non-bank institutions, basically, if they hold at least like 500,000 accounts, mm -hmm. um, but which was also really interesting because in the end of the day, the central bank wanted um, the the system to be um, the most inclusive possible. So that's really interesting because you not only have financial institutions there, but they did not mandate the businesses, right, or the people to actually use it. So actually, at first, when um, Big started, I was one of, uh, of, uh, of the people that would say that I, I thought it wasn't going to be highly adopted. I thought it was going to be too hard to use, like lots of people like didn't really have a smartphone. That's what I thought, mm. <laughs> but I was wrong. So in the end of the day, um, when we look at the stats now on PICS, it's just insane. So there are a lot of reasons why I'd say that PICS is a really successful instant payment case. So like I'd say that the first reason is because PICS is the fastest growing instant payment service in the world, according to the Bank of International Settlements. And also uh, another like, really impressive data point here is that uh, PIX made Brazil the second country in the world rank of highest number of instant payment transactions in 2022. So mm. only behind India. Um, and wow. also uh, PIX changed the game when it comes to financial inclusion. So 49 million people started doing electronic transfers after PIX was created. So mainly, like that happened mainly in the north of the country. So that's one of the less densely populations, like populated areas in the country. Mm -hmm. um, and like currently, like in Brazil, about like 96 of Brazilian um, like commercial establishes, establishments, sorry, accept PIX. So oh wow! Ninety-six okay. percent. That's really impressive. So um, what, what's like the what are the biggest use cases then driving all that? Oh, that that's a great question, actually. So, the I'd say that the first main use case is kind of like obvious because it's P two P. When we look at basically like numbers of use cases, like sixty percent of PIX transactions are P two P, and then thirty mm. percent is person to business. Um, hmm. But when we look at like sums of money, you know, like financial volumes, then that number changes. Actually, um, P2P and P2B are almost tied. That means that usually um, uh, PICS transactions used for P2P are for uh, lower sums Smaller of money. Smaller dollar right? amounts. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, I, I'm saying that P2P is kind of obvious because in Brazil, you don't have a widespread um, service like Venmo, for example, like in the US. Mm. So um, PIX really came changing totally like uh, uh, behavior, you know, of the population. There were like a few tools, like a, a, a tool called uh, PicPay, but it was a close loop tool, you know, really, really good, but not like highly adopted. So uh, PIX was a really big change because it was ubiquitous. So uh, since all banks like were in it, 
there was kind of like no way out and it also and you could use an account that wasn't a bank account so that made it pretty widespread um and there were uh, there's so many use cases like pix is used like literally everywhere there's a lot only like for transfers like transferring money to a friend but also um you can like pay for public transportation you can pay for food at restaurants um you can pay for gas and gas station pay for e-commerce purchases pay for invoices so i could go on and on you know like mm. on all the use cases basically used for like everything and, everything yeah and it's really interesting because you can also use qr codes you know like it generates qr codes you use qr codes to pay pigs and to receive pigs and you also see the qr codes on pos machines so oh cool you can just like scan a qr code on a pos and pay for for a bill um so and there, and there are some use cases that are also really different and that i really like a lot like withdrawing cash you can withdraw cash at a store without purchasing something so you're not gonna get cash back you're gonna just like go there and withdraw cash through pigs so that's also really interesting hmm. um and how, uh, how does that work you're you're on the app you choose to withdraw cash through pics you do you show the qr code to the cashier or something and then the the like, yeah, you read it. And also, like, there are different types of QR codes, right? There's dynamic QR code and there's static QR code. So mm -hmm. the static QR code, you can, like, basically configure, like, four, about, like, four data. But, like, the minimum requirement is just having the key of the receiver. So you just read the QR code and you just fill out who's going to receive the money. And then there's also the dynamic QR code that actually, like, it's for, like, one-time payment use. So mm -hmm. it has all the detail of that payment to be done. So um, there are a lot of different solutions that PIX provides. And also, like, when PIX was released, it didn't have all of those features, you know? It was, like, released in stages, which is also a really interesting point to compare also to the FedNow service because the central, the, the like, the, the Fed is doing the same thing, right? They're releasing the FedNow service in stages, right? So releasing yep. features now, but... Uh, promising new features in the future so that's really interesting and also um there are a lot of future use cases that the brazilian central bank is also planning to like widen it, its use so there's a plan for like an automatic picks for utility payment um, oh, or cool. pi yeah and, and or picks international for cross-border payments that's also really interesting well, that's um, like a whole other animal. Once yeah. cross border with, <laughs> with faster payments, it's you know, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, on yeah, the pipeline, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. But so then I guess so. Yeah. Then from from your standpoint, then you were non-believer. You were proven wrong. Pix really has this. So when you, let, let's say that you're out in Brazil right now, is it stand? It's like if let's say you you go out to dinner with your friends and you're all paying for dinner is everyone pretty much pay by picks to the to the everyone like splitting the bill and to the restaurant it's like normal it's really normal like it yeah it happens a lot and it's really interesting also another curiosity here but like culture curiosity um in brazil uh it's when you go to a restaurant it's um it, it would be rude for a waiter to just leave the check at your table like oh. you have to order the check it does like that so that's actually some like one thing that i got a little bit shocked the first time that like i realized that 
that difference, you know. And also, you thought, another... you thought the waiter was like kicking you out when you came to visit the yes. U.S. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I was like, whoa, this this is kind of weird. Are they closing yeah. or something? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then also another curiosity, but more on the payment side, is um, it's really common when you pay for a bill at a, like a, at a restaurant, the restaurant using a mobile POS. So mm -hmm. the waiter will get the POS and he'll go to your table and then he'll scan your card if you want to pay through card or you'll scan the QR code on the screen to pay through PIX. So mm, okay. they, they don't need to like get your card and go behind the counter, you know, and then just like process your payment and get, bring it back to you for you to sign. That doesn't happen in Brazil. Also, like no signing paper happens. Like all mm. the payments are tapping or through uh or using the pin right so yeah. when it comes to cards so just like so it sounds like exactly then in your in your opinion only a matter of time probably before the faster payments kind of take over and become become the norm is that kind of what i'm hearing yes no doubt like we can't hmm. ignore the differences between the us and brazil like of course like we're talking about um a a country culturally different as we just mentioned right and not only culturally different but also um when it comes to gov governance right uh we had a system that was ban mandated by uh the central bank so it made of course adoption a lot faster than yeah. you're probably going to see in the us so probably yeah. adoption will be a lot slower and when we talk about also the american market we're talking about a market, let's say, 40 times bigger when we're going to compare the number of depository institutions, for example. So mm -hmm. we're talking about a different market, but the fact is uh, innovation is coming. So it's going to be yep. slower, but it will happen. And for the reason yep. we just mentioned, you know, competition is coming, changes are coming, and consumers are demanding different payment yep. forms, you know? Yep. Well, and, and I guess with, with that, though, right, so we, we know that FI should be looking at faster payments, right? RTP Fed now. Um, you've also implemented thousands of companies, if not, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands in, in Brazil. What are the challenges that you've seen as, you know, FIs in Brazil or even organizations, right? When they've tried to implement PICs, what, what challenges are occurring and what, what challenges do you think will carry over to the U.S. as well? Okay, so, uh, and to give a little bit of like stats here, so JD, uh, JD, JD Consultants has more than 300 banks as clients. Again, we're wow. talking about a market in Brazil that is a lot smaller, right, than the American market when it comes to number of financial institutions. Um, and, but we process more than a billion transactions a month. So On yeah, on picks. Yep. Um, yep. So the, so we're talking about like a huge volume of transactions month. Um, and so about challenges that financial institutions. So there there were a few, right? Especially when it comes to uh, um, balancing all the projects that the central bank mandated, because the mm -hmm. central bank had a huge agenda of innovations. And they all were mandated over the financial institutions and they all had to implement at the same time. And actually, as I mentioned that I used to work for a, a collateral registry, right? So at the same time, the mandatory registration of all card receivables in Brazil was happening as PICS was being implemented. 
That's mm. just an example of huge projects that were mandated by the central bank at the same time. Yeah. Um, and also, like, of course, huge banks have a lot of, like, what they, they're pretty worried about security, right? About mm. making sure there's not going to be instability, there's not going to be fraud. So um, all that you have to take into consideration when you implement a new solution, right? And you have legacy systems, so it's not easy to implement no. that in yeah. existing systems. But actually, that's true for any innovation. Whatever mm -hmm. you're going to add on to your core system, you're going to struggle with that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that problem is something that will be encountered by financial institutions in the US. And that's mm -hmm. also why I believe that third party service providers will also help a lot, you know, because there are solutions that are plug and play, let's say, of course, like we're talking about, it's not that easy because we're talking about a new system, right? And we yeah. gotta, like develop new integrations. It's all- No, but still new. it's like, you, you think about if I'm a bank, if I wanna connect to the FedNow network, I can either dedicate some resources who are more generalist and try to figure it out and waste a lot of money and effort. And even after then, yes. I don't know if it's going to work or use a third party who has done this thousands of times and I'm confident it'll work. You know, you know what I mean? So it's a trade off of time and money, but yes, I totally, I totally it's get time that. and money because or else you would have to draw that project from scratch, you know, like study it all. Um, yep. hire developers, develop that, implement tests. Why are you going to do all that if you can just like use a solution that it that already exists, you yep. know? So I would say that was the major challenge, you know, like found by financial institutions. Of course, also like the whole drawing of pits was a big mm. challenge, you know, mm -hmm. like JD uh, consultants that uh, were also like in the work group and the central bank work groups to discuss the rules. So of course, like all the new rules on the system, yeah. how you're going to get that going like with um like in in the existing payment market and also there are other like crazy challenges that you kind of like can't really foresee before it happens um for example a really big deal was an increase in kidnapping after pix was released oh no and uh so actually, like, for example, Sao Paulo reached stats of like of the highest number of kidnapping in 15 years. Mm. Um, and so what the central bank did is they created um, uh, a rule like limiting basically with a, a limit on daily transactions that is uh, that can be set by the user. So you can establish like the limit. So, okay, so I want to limit my day transfer to a thousand, my night transfer to a thousand also. But okay, um, now I want to change it to 10,000. You can, but it will take from 24 to 48 hours for it to be processed. That's oh, on the, purpose. So the kidnappers could only take whatever the limit was. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in the end of the day, like that person will only get like your day limit, which is a thousand. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so all, like those mechanisms, you know, they were created after implementing pigs because then yeah. you started like these problems couldn't be like foreseen, you know, like, oh, I think like. Uh, yeah, that, that's, yeah, it's hard. But... It's hard to see all that for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, but, but it does. <laughs> totally. sound, it, I do. I do also agree with you where it's. You know, the implementation of a faster payment rail is always challenging for these FIs. And if 
you could do it yourself and there are benefits and negatives to, to, to doing it yourself. But, you know, if it were up to me using a third party who focuses on this is definitely a better use of money and time. So yeah, I think I could definitely see the appeal there. So as we kind of wrap up, Caroline, what's the best way if someone has a question for you or wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do so? Uh, you can email me and my email is caroline.cipriano, so C-Y-P-R-I-A-N-O, at jjfortech.com. Um, and but probably Kevin will also send out my email, but feel free to reach out to me at any time. I'll okay. be glad to help. Awesome. Well, hey, Caroline, thank you, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. We really appreciate it. And for those listening at home, we'll see you on the next one.